Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. Thank you everyone for joining us on our Halloween episode. Today we will be talking about werewolves. I'm excited to share all this information and I've got a great story for you as well. This story is like one of the reasons, one of the influences in why I started this podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's going to be good. Right on. We hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode as well. We talked about the little blood-sucking vampire bats, and Dave shared some vampire lore. So be sure to check that out if you haven't. That was was a fun episode. Yeah, that was good. And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. Dave, we are now over 1,500 downloads. Hey, right on. And our daily numbers have been above average for the last like week and a half, two weeks. Hey, that's great. So thank you, every everyone. Uh, we really appreciate that. And hopefully by next week, we can jump up to 2,000. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And if you want to help us out even more, you know what you can do? Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something nice. It means a lot to us. And if you don't have iTunes, you can go to our social media pages and say something there or whatever platform you use. We, Dave and I really like to receive feedback. Yeah. But Dave, we have a lot to cover, so we're going to do a short intro today. Okay. Uh, let's get started on this Supernatural special. Let's do it. Werewolves. Let's get right into it. So werewolves have a long history, and there's a ton of information about them. I mean, we're obviously not going to be able to cover everything. Uh, we're gonna do, we're just going to cover some of the good the, the stuff I wanted to cover. There, all right? Okay. Uh, the term werewolf is actually an old English word, literally meaning manwolf, or they are sometimes referred to as lycanthrope. Okay. Uh, which is a Greek uh, term meaning wolf person. Okay. So pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, werewolf folklore originated in Europe, and each area has their own word or term for them. I'm not going to go through the list, but most European cultures have their own versions and names for a werewolf. Make sense? Yeah. And much like vampires and Dracula... Werewolves and the Wolfman are built on legends and stories that have been around for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Uh, it's possible, it's impossible to find the world's first reference to werewolves. Uh-huh. One ancient work called the Metamorphosis by Ovid, which is like I was, it's really old. It's in the BC, so oh, the BC okay. years. Uh, in this work, the god Jupiter transforms King Lycaon into a wolf. This mm. is where the term lycan or like lycanthropy comes from. Yeah, no wonder it's Greek. It is. Yeah, it's Greek. The The Greek word lykos, which is the word that means wolf. Oh, okay. The idea of men turning into wolves has been around for a long time. It's also widespread and not only in Europe. For the most part, uh, if wolves have lived there in a, in a particular region, that region likely has folk tales of werewolves. Okay. In regions without wolves, there are stories of people turning into other carnivorous animals. Like in parts of Africa, some stories have people turning into hyenas, okay. lions, or even crocodiles. Hmm. Uh, Chinese folk tales say people 
uh, uh, turning into tigers. Okay. And in Japan, people become foxes. That, that's an interesting that's choice. That's an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> the fox will tear you up. Watch out for that 20-pound beast. <laughs> yeah. In Russia, besides wolves, people could turn into bears. Okay. So, honestly, there is pretty much uh, a were-everything, like a were-bear, <laughs> a were-tiger. There's pretty much a were-anything type of animal throughout the world, I swear. Uh, there is some disagreement among mythologists as to what really constitutes a werewolf. I'm going to I'm going to break it down into th- there are actually three types of werewolves that are known. Okay. So, I'm getting this information, this part of the story I'm getting the information from a website called godsandmonsters.com. Ooh. It's actually pretty cool. So, if you enjoy learning about ancient gods and monsters like myself, and uh, you can learn about werewolves, vampires, zombies, demons, fairies, and other mythological creatures. Uh, this website is good for that. That's cool. I'll put a I'll put a link on the description below. It's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's right up my alley. Yeah, I, dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> so three types of werewolves. Let's start with the shapeshifter werewolf. Okay. Now, if you're a fan of Twilight, which me and Dave totally are. Actually, I kind of am. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Oh. I liked it. But yeah, of course, the movie critique in me was like, oh. Did you read the books? Parts. I did. The books oh, were good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But uh, if you're a fan of Twilight, so you might recognize this type of werewolf. Like the character Jacob and all the other members of his tribe. The shapeshifter wolf has the ability to transform from human to wolf at any time they want. Okay. You can kind of do it on a dime. Uh, however, through anger and aggressiveness, this may increase the likelihood of causing an unintentional transformation. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the shapeshifter werewolf can only change from human and wolf form. And it is believed that all shapeshifter werewolves are born with this ability. Hmm. And... One cannot be changed through a bite into a shapeshifter. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. This is all mythology anyway, so <laughs> even if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> yeah. the, the next type of werewolf is called the wolfman. Okay. This is a popular one and uh, describes a creature that is physically a combination of a man and a wolf. This mutant creature typically has a mostly human-shaped body and stands on two legs, but is covered in hair and has claws and fangs. Okay. Kind of like, that's kind of, I feel like that's like most of them, yeah. movies, yeah. Uh, The Wolfman is often called a werewolf because in many legends, this creature is believed to share many of the traits of the werewolf curse. Okay. Which I'm going to touch on that in a little bit more later. Okay. But depending on the legend, some wolfmen are humans by day and wolfmen by night. Okay. While others are in this dual human-wolf form at all times. Okay. The generally accepted theory, I guess, because mm-hmm. this is all <laughs> mythology, yeah. is that one begins by transforming from human to werewolf on full moons only. Then, over time, it increases to every night. Okay. Then eventually the body settles into a pure wolfman form at all times. 
Okay. That well, makes sense. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Uh, the degree to which a wolfman can control his mind and emotions also uh, disintegrates as the transformations become more permanent. Okay. So they, after time, they start losing their human selves and going straight to just being a wolfman. Okay. All right. So the third type of werewolf is called the true werewolf. Okay. According to legends, a true werewolf is a human being that uncontrollably transforms into a wolf during a full moon. This is a popular one as well. Yeah. When the transformation happens, the person loses the ability to think like a human and have uncontrollable rage and anger. They are often driven to kill everyone and everything they encounter, regardless of their relationships as humans. And when they wake up in the morning back into their human form, they don't remember anything that happened. Okay. So it's pretty much just a beer binge on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's a binge. <laughs> uh, although they do, they may remember certain memories and dreams. Okay. okay. So yeah. I guess yeah. it is kind of like a <laughs> going out and partying too hard. Wait, did I? <laughs> this may have happened to me before. Yeah. You took out a small village. Yeah. <laughs> So, the true wolfman can transfer and infect another person with a bite. Okay. That is, of course, if the human that was bitten is alive and survives the attack. Okay. Because odds are you're probably going to die. Yeah. So, these are the three types of werewolves. You know, and some films and stories might mix part of these types and yeah. mix them how they see fit, which I don't have a problem with. But like in the film, as long as they state the werewolf rules in the film, yeah, then it's fine. But it seems like in almost all the films, they the powers they use the powers as a convenience factor for the plot of the film. You yeah, know what I mean, it tends to get accentuated. Yeah, uh, like Underworld. Even though I like those, but yeah, <laughs> Underworld like, is a big culprit what, of that. When did they? When were they? When could they do that? <laughs> yeah, they can now for no reason. Yeah, but. Uh, so religion has had an impact on the werewolf myth, obviously, in areas where Christianity was prevalent. So most of Europe during the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. being a werewolf was associated with witchcraft and the devil. There are actually a lot of tie-ins with witches, witchcraft, and werewolves. Okay. Uh, some believe that religion has simply influenced a belief that manifested in history for one of two reasons. Either werewolves are real, Mm. or they were thought up to explain something that was unexplainable. So, or something bad that happened, so they thought of werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. And given the little knowledge of science of these people back in the time, we can give them a little room for that. (laughs) It could be. Yeah, it could have started just because some husband... Um, gets doesn't come home from his drinking one night. They're like, where is he? And then some kid dies from an animal attack. <gasps> and then he shows up the next morning. Oh, what happened? That's... And then they're like, oh, we totally know what happened. You turned into what we call a werewolf. That is honestly a reasonable <laughs> explanation for all, all this. Yeah. I would not doubt that that was uh, something that happened back then. <laughs> I am? Yeah, you never know it. <laughs> We're going to have to kill you, though. You will? <laughs> I almost guarantee that has happened before, sometime in medieval European history. Sounds like something, yeah. (laughs) So, reasons for people believing in werewolves range from time and place. 
but one reason for the belief in werewolves are within wolves themselves. Hmm. It's possible that real wolf attacks that have happened throughout history were the cause of the superstition. And honestly, okay. that's that sounds pretty likely. Yeah. And in my research, I would guess that's why. Uh, now, this this episode isn't about real wolves. We're focusing on werewolves. But I promise wolves will come up in future episodes. Because... So- Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. So here, we can go back to rabies again if you think Wait, about it. Oh, oh you're gonna. Oh, okay, Dave, sorry, don't don't you worry. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna cover that here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna visit wolves in future episodes because I, I found several great stories of real wolf attacks, and like I say every week, they will have their own episode. Okay. Uh, like witches and witch hunts back in these days, people who were supposedly werewolves were captured and tortured. Mm. Uh, Back then, people who were thought to be werewolves, just like witches, were tortured until they eventually broke and admitted that they were werewolves. (laughs) Sounds like the Inquisition. If you torture someone long enough, they're going to admit to anything, especially some of the ways that they they were tortured. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically tortured into confession. So and then they're like, "Oh, he's a werewolf. Or she's a witch." That was, you know, <laughs> like that happened in the Salem witch trials. And, yeah, and all throughout history with witch yeah. hunts and werewolf hunts. I could totally see. Uh, what is it? What's his name? Naked gun guy. What's his? Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah, we totally talked about him last week. Doing, yeah, I totally see him doing a parody of it. <laughs> we'll torture you by removing all of your wolf hair <laughs> by wax. No, no, I'll tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one possible cause for the werewolf myth aligns very well with werewolf hunts, and that is that these people were trying to explain the actions of serial killers. Okay. I could buy that as well. Serial killers have always existed and could potentially be the reason for the werewolf myth. Even the part of cannibalism, you know, so like, think of like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, or Albert Fish, who are notorious uh, cannibals and serial killers, and they're fairly recent as well. Um, So what you were saying, another possibility for the myth of werewolves was the explanation for an old pal of ours. That old pal is... Rabies. And that was not just a reason to use our new sound clip. Which, oh, come on, it was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> which I really like, so good job on oh, doing that, Dave. Thanks. That's, that's why I pay you. <laughs> I don't pay, Dave. <laughs> but think about it. Rabies is contracted from an animal through the bite, so possibly a wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, rabies could very well be the cause of the werewolf myth. Yeah. Uh, I'm, su- I'm, I'm honestly surprised that rabies has come up as often as it has throughout our episodes. Yeah. Like, it's come up all, it yeah. comes up all the time. Well, it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a crazy disease. Yeah. And yet people at that time didn't know what diseases were, so they tried to explain it. You know? Yeah, and werewolves was, there, was yeah. the logical explanation for that. A wolf attacks a human, and then next thing you know, he goes nuts. He turns rabid. And starts attacking people, so they're like, well, shoot, he's turning a wolf. Kill him. Put and him honestly, down. it, makes, it makes perfect sense, too. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd buy a rabies is the cause of it any day. Um, if you want to learn more about rabies, go check out episode 12, where we talk all about it. That was a good one. So... Just in case you were wondering how to become a werewolf, Dave, let me tell you how. Please do. Technically, there are three ways. First, 
you can be born to parents with werewolf genetics. Okay. Like Teen Wolf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in order to be born with the genetics, uh, with the genetic ability to become a werewolf, both parents must have the werewolf gene. Oh, okay. But neither parent necessarily has to be a werewolf themselves. Interesting. Yeah. A person... <laughs> Born like this are not werewolves right out of the womb. A person with werewolf DNA will not begin the werewolf transformation until late puberty. Okay. This can be beneficial as the child has a better chance of survival in its human society. Of course, if the person doesn't know it will become a werewolf, this can be quite a shock for them. <laughs> so exactly. Think of Michael J. Fox's Teen Wolf. Yeah. I love Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I don't Who know doesn't? I, I love his voice. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love you, his yeah, voice. Yeah, you'd think it would be annoying, but it's not. It's, it's Yeah, you're right. It's not. I love Michael J. Fox. Uh, anyway, the second and most common way to become a werewolf is being bitten. Much like vampires, werewolves carry a bacteria venom. And much like the Komodo dragon, Ooh. check out episode four. <laughs> That causes the human to turn into a werewolf. Following a bite, the bacteria will begin duplicating itself in the bloodstream. The process takes from one to nine weeks. Hmm. Hmm. Remind you of anything? I'm trying to think what the... Oh, the rabies. Yeah. <laughs> rabies again comes yeah. up, yep. Rabies. Okay, we promise that's the last time for the sound effect this episode. We promise. <laughs> but I just like it so much. Uh, anyway, once the bacteria has fully integrated with the cells, the human will become a werewolf. Okay. Okay. So, the third way to become a werewolf is to have the werewolf curse. Hmm. Uh, I told you I'd mention it again. And this is the most rare. Apparently... The very first werewolf was created by the curse and spread it amongst others. Okay. It was created by black magic and a spell to transform a person into a werewolf. Okay. So, Dave, if you somehow become a werewolf, uh -huh. you might wonder how I would have to kill you. Did I... No, it wouldn't cross my mind how you're going to kill me. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how I would kill you, if just okay. in case, you know. Good, because then I can prepare. <laughs> well, I have a few ways I could kill you, actually. <laughs> uh, the most obvious is the silver bullet method. Mm -hmm. Because in werewolf mythology, werewolves hate and are allergic to silver. All I have to do is, you know, cast a silver bullet and shoot you in the heart. That doesn't sound too difficult. Mm. Yeah. I know exactly where to find silver and how to cast a bullet, so lucky me. <laughs> but just in case I don't have a silver bullet, do you know what else I could do? A silver blade. Silver blade could work, but in fact, it doesn't actually have to be silver in this case. Oh, okay. But yeah, a silver blade to the heart would also work. Okay. But I could attempt to kill you with conventional weapons while you could withstand a barrage of regular bullets. I could somehow, and... I, I won't tell you how, just in case of the unlikely event you do transform into a werewolf, but I could get into a close encounter and use my sword that I carry around. I could use it and cut your head off. Cutting okay. off the head 
was uh, apparently a method that works. Okay. And just in case the first two ideas didn't work, what I could do is lure you into a determined spot, maybe using an ex-girlfriend as bait. <laughs> you attack her, and you know maybe I'm in a cliff above you, uh-huh. and maybe I'll drop drop a rather large boulder, or perhaps even a piano, right on top of you. And okay. you know what? If it hits the ex-girlfriend, well, she was collateral damage anyway. <laughs> Those are the ways I could kill you, Dave. Okay, good to know. Uh, other than those options, maybe maybe drowning or fire would work. Hmm. But you know what? Killing werewolves is a tough business. Better left to professionals like Van Helsing and Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> so now let's do a few kind of... This is going to be like the bullet point section I have. Kind okay. of like more like random facts about werewolves, okay? Okay. So kind of like I said earlier, the idea of werewolves became most widespread in Europe with almost every region having its own version of the mythological monster. Also, like and also, like I said, the werewolf concept developed simultaneously with witchcraft. Similar to witch trials, there were also werewolf trials at the time, although less common and they persisted all the way throughout the 1700s. Yeah. You know, I would feel so sorry for... Uh, the Wolfman down in uh, South America. <laughs> the what? Haven't you ever seen them? What they are you just about? they have so much hair. Oh, you're yeah, the, the Mexican body. family. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <what> <laughs> would, yeah, well, you know why we've called you here, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean, and actually, I'm going to mention them. Oh, are you? Okay, yeah, right I got on. them a little bit. But uh, not all werewolves were seen as monsters or as evil. In some areas, there were good werewolves that brought treasure to people. Ooh. Um, this is uh, in Latvia and Lithuania. Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit in there. I didn't go too much into it, but uh, there are also legends of Scandinavian warriors who dressed up in wolf skins. This is legit. This okay. did happen. And who were, they were so fierce in battle that they were believed to take over the spirit of the animal. Yeah, those are the berserkers. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah good job. But yeah, that's, that's what they called them, the berserkers in Scandinavian folklore. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> having a unibrow could have meant you were a werewolf back then. Oh man, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> Uh, okay, and so I don't know if this one is true, like how true this is, but apparently, I, I, several sources said this. So apparently in 1999, in the United States, 907 people bought insurance in case they turned into werewolves. <laughs> uh, how good was nice. that? How good was that salesman? He was good. Oh, man, he was scamming, but man, he must have been good. Wow. Have people buy werewolf insurance. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And okay, so werewolves are thought to have supernatural healing abilities and are known to be immune to damage caused by human weapons, unless that weapon has silver. The silver may have been inspired by the story I'm going to tell a little bit later. So, also, wolf attacks are rare nowadays. But back a couple hundred years ago, they were they were fairly common. Mm. Just even a few hundred years ago, and it makes sense. Yeah, I mean there were yeah there was more more wolves, forest areas, yeah, forest areas, were... people out farming on their own or going yeah. through a forest. Yeah, makes sense. 
and then, so in Nazi Germany, Adolf Hitler used the name Werwolf as a code name for one of his headquarters in World War II. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And there are also a couple legit medical conditions associated with werewolves. Oh. So the one that you were talking about with the, the Mexican family uh-huh. is called, uh, one of these words, hypertrochosis. <laughs> hypertrochosis. Okay. Sure. Uh, or it's also known as the werewolf syndrome. It's a condition that causes an abnormal amount of body hair. Okay. And the family that you're talking about, I believe there's only 18 members that have this. Oh, really? Okay. I remember on my research, and their body hair is completely covering everywhere. Wow. Like, I don't, I can't remember if it was covering their palms of their hands, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Palms of your hands. Imagine that being that all hairy. Weird. Yeah. So weird. But I know their faces are completely covered, their noses everywhere. Okay. But there is also another medical thing that is called clinical lycanthropy. Okay. Yeah. Where people were actually diagnosed with, back in the day, people were actually diagnosed with this. People had a psychotic episode where they actually believed they could transform into a werewolf and believe themselves to be wolves. Okay. Yeah, that's, I don't, that sounds just like a, it was more like a mental institution type thing. Yeah. Uh, but the last one, the Native American version, is called a skinwalker. Okay. Now, it's it's quite a bit different, and it mostly describes a witch who has the ability to turn into animals, like all other animals, including a wolf. Okay. But, yeah, that's the Native uh, Native American version of that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that Native American stuff's pretty neat, though. They, they have it more... Uh, how do you say it's a, it's a spiritual journey, a yeah, connection yeah. with the animal rather than something like, Oh, you're turned evil, the, the beast, witchcraft, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, all right, so let's move into well, some of our listeners' favorite part is our pop culture. Okay, uh, there are so, there are so many films, novels about werewolves that we're not going to be able to cover them all, obviously. Okay. So, we're going to cover over the important ones and the ones that I like. Okay. So the first Hollywood mainstream movie to feature a werewolf was Werewolf in London. Oh, really? In okay. 1935. Oh, okay. I bet you, you haven't heard of that one, huh? Huh. So what... Wait, yeah, wait, wait. They had a... Well, yeah, because they've had a remake. Then. Well, yeah. So the, the more popular one, the one you're probably thinking of, was the 1981 film, An American Werewolf in London. Uh-huh. And I, I haven't seen either of these, but... Uh, these and then these two films inspired an American Werewolf in Paris okay. from 1997, which I have seen. Which is, have you seen that one? No, is that the one with Jack Nicholson? No, no, maybe that's the London one. I can't remember now. Maybe I'm just was, totally maybe Jack maybe Nicholson. Totally I don't know off. if he was in it. If it, if he was, it would have been the one in London oh, okay. in '81. But yeah, American Werewolf in Paris. I remember because it was 1997. I wasn't even 10 years old when it oh, came okay. out, but I remember seeing like trailer for it on tv it was like that looks so scary and i watched it as like a teenager like this is so shitty <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good huh? it was it had its parts but no overall oh, no. okay <laughs> uh but probably the most significant uh th- is the film the wolfman in 1941 and it was from universal pictures back then yeah starring lon 
Long Cheney Jr. Uh, this film was a big success and currently has a 94% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it is known as an all-time horror classic. This is the black and white yeah. version. Yeah. And the actor Long, Long Cheney Jr. Uh, would even reprise his role in four other films, wow, including right Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, okay. House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, and Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, like, before Marvel and DC had their own universe, Universal had their own monster universe back in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they uh, have recently tried to recreate this with uh, Dracula Untold, which came out a couple years ago. Oh, I didn't hear that And that, that didn't one. work out. So they kind of started it again with The Mummy on Tom oh, Cruise. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, that was shitty. <laughs> it was okay. It, it had its parts, but it, it overall, it got terrible reviews. Uh-huh. It is like sitting in the 20%. And, uh, so, and they're trying to create the Dark Universe now. Yeah. So the Mummy was supposed to jumpstart. At first it was Dracula Untold, but that didn't work out. And okay. now... Then they tried it with the mummy, and it's I don't know if it's on hold right now or what they're oh. doing, because they had like Jekyll and Hyde in that movie as well, and they had yeah. uh, references to vampires and he werewolves. Didn't fit to be honest, it didn't fit with what they were trying to do. Yeah, so I don't even know if they're still trying to do it or not, or if they just canceled the entire project. Yeah. I, I want them to try it because I, I like this stuff from the Dark Universe. Yeah. It sounds cool. Just hopefully they make it better yeah, than it the Mummy. Been, yeah, it would have been nice. I mean, I I did like the the Mummy. It was an okay movie, but yeah, like you said, they were trying to make it more dark, and they modernized it. But then when they threw Jekyll and Hyde in there, and it throws it, it back because they were yeah. going classical Jekyll and Hyde. It didn't. It, it didn't, didn't fit. It didn't work. It yeah. didn't work. And I'll, I'll be honest. So the Mummy, nineteen ninety nine, with Brendan Fraser, oh, uh-huh. one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't care if it wasn't that good. It's one of my favorite movies. It was. It was. It, it fits the adventure mold to a yeah, T. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's just silly all. fun. I, I love the Mummy. Yeah. Okay, and we could literally go on <laughs> talking about that. The Mummy and uh, other werewolf. Werewolf is in film. Well, yeah, we got to talk more. There's tons. I know there are tons. Okay, so, I got to bring up. Wait, I gotta, wait, no. Okay, I know exactly okay. what you're gonna bring up. Okay, I think so. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Okay, so get, let me do this first. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna talk about a couple of mine, and then I guarantee the one that you're thinking of is the one I'm gonna talk about as okay. well. Okay. So I'm gonna go over a few of recent ones. So Van Helsing, the 2004 film with Hugh Jackman. Uh huh. And my girl, maybe the hottest woman on the planet, Kate Beckinsale. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, yeah, it was it wasn't very good, but I was like 15 when it came out, so I liked it. And yeah. it, it there's it good things good. about it, but you know, I I think it was that movie when they were because they would refer to the werewolves. They only referred to him as lichens, I believe. And I don't think that they, they called him the Wolfman in that one. In Underworld? No, I'm talking about the Van Helsing. Oh no! I thought you said Kate yeah, Beckinsale. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, she was in this movie too. Oh, she was. Yeah. Oh, shoot! I I'm don't gonna touch on Underworld now. in a second. Oh, so don't worry. sorry. I thought you moved on to Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Van Helsing. It was. It was okay. And then so the Wolfman was from 2010 with Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hop- Anthony Hopkins. I remember seeing this oh. in the theater actually. Oh, was it good? And I thought the trailer was so cool, and I was pumped to see the movie. Uh, it ended up being pretty shitty, oh. and it was actually a box office bomb. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I was disappointed in it. 
And then there is, uh, I guess a teen wolf TV series. Yeah. But I honestly don't care about this. And I watched its trailer. I was like, this looks shitty. So I'm not, I didn't, I'm not going to research it any further. So I have no idea what happens in that. Um, so then we have underworld. Uh huh. What were you saying? Oh yeah. So they referred to him as lichens and I'm like, lichens. Cause the only, cause I remember for me, lichen was like, it's like a plant or like an algae or moss or something. That was lichen. I'm thinking, what is this lichen? I'd never heard werewolves refer yeah. to that to there. It, so I had to, I was like talking with friends. I was like, what the heck is this? Like, oh, it means werewolf. Why did they come up with that name? I never, I didn't understand. But it makes it, sense but, now. Yeah, now right? I got the Greek. Yeah, it makes the sense. The word that they used. Yeah. So, so Underworld, we talked to, we mentioned it last week as well because they had vampires. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's really an okay movie franchise at best. I mean, yeah, it's it, got its niche. Yeah, it does. I I enjoy it a lot. I, I like I like the gothic uh, set pieces and yeah. all that. And then when you have Kate Beckinsale and skin tight <laughs> leather, yeah. uh, the movie gets instantly better. Yeah, I mean maybe that's what uh, fueled Twilight. You know, it was the vampire werewolf uh, battle dynamic. You know? Yeah. And then parts of it seemed to turn into Romeo and Juliet. You know. <laughs> yeah, with, with Twilight. Yeah, but. Uh, Holy hell, is Kate Beckinsale hot? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there are so many films I'm leaving out. Films, TV shows. Oh, yeah, there's... But... Two, we, I got more! I gotta talk more! All right, tell me which one you're okay, gonna... Okay, so you gotta bring up Harry Potter. Uh... Because in the third one is when... Uh, uh, I can't... Oh, now I'm gonna lose the fans. The, the professor, I can't remember his name now. You got me, because I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. Anyway, he's he's he turns in... Uh, uh, Lupin, Professor Lupin. It's, it's the total. It's the third. You know, the werewolf. The the typical werewolf uh, um, theory. You know, okay. we had the three theories you talked about. It's the third one. The third. Okay. You know, full moon, well, full moon turns, can't control himself. Yeah, that kind of a thing. But that that was in the Harry Potter series. Okay. People will know that. And then uh, what was the other one? You forgot the Teen Wolf movie itself. Teen too. Wolf movie itself. Oh, well, I mentioned that earlier. So that was. This is that Michael J. Fox. I know. I love Michael J. Fox too. But I, I haven't seen all of Teen Wolf. Oh, you haven't? I just, you got to see that movie. It's yeah, good. I think I do as well. But it might be it might be dated now. I don't know. But it's and you okay. forgot. And you got to talk about Thrill. Oh, that's the one I knew you were going to mention. <laughs> I got it. So <laughs> I'm just going to read off from my notes, even though we're already through. So it's not really a film, but it could be considered a a short film since it runs 14 minutes, yeah. even though it's a music video. And I'm talking about Thriller by Michael Jackson. I just watched it last night. Oh, did you really? Yeah, to to see it again. And, nice. you know, it's still pretty awesome. It is. So on YouTube, this video has over 549 million hits. Wow. And I even scrolled down to the comments. And, you know, YouTube viewers, uh, they like to leave the kindest of compliments on the videos. <laughs> However, I scrolled through them and I didn't find a one truly negative comment. Nice. So that should tell you how genuinely loved this video is. Yeah, it was amazing. But, okay, Dave, so do you have any other favorites? No, those are, like, those are my favorite. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> or did you want to add anything to Thriller? That was just great. It was good. It huh? does fit, and it fits the old, you know, the old theme. Because it starts out just as yeah, the movies, it, and then he lives it, kind of a thing. You know, it's really mm-hmm. interesting. And then, it was really well, well. yeah, he starts off as a werewolf, and, and then, then goes into a zombie, zombie yeah. dancing zombie. Yeah, it's a good. And I had that song in my head all night. <laughs> nice. All right, so let's get into the story I have. Okay, and it, it's more like a legend. Okay. 
But in order to tell this tale, we need to do something first. We need to hop into our trusty time machine. Sometime. Somewhere. So we are going all the way back to 1764 mm. through 1767. Mm. And we are going to France. The south central part of France. Okay. Uh, to be exact, the former province known as Gevudan. Hmm. I heard, I heard several pronunciations. Okay, in this story, I'm going to pronounce a lot of things wrong. Okay. It is all French. <laughs> I will do my best, and I tried to figure it out, but I'm I'll, I'm just doing my best here, okay? Okay. So, Gevudan, Gavudon, whatever. Now, this is one of those stories where we don't need to... We don't know how much is true, okay? Okay. It's myth... A lot of myth mixed into fiction, into real life, because this actually did happen. Okay. So, but it throws in a lot of myths in there as well. Okay. So this story is known as the Beast of Javudan. Hmm. What happens is a creature who has never been fully identified began a campaign of terror for the people of Javudan over a three or four year period. There were said to be over 200 attacks with wow. over 100 fatalities. Gee. Mostly the killing of women and children. The victims were often killed by having their throats ripped out and being partially eaten. Yeah. Now, uh, these mysterious and gruesome killings created mass hysteria and eventually uh, catching the attention of the king of France himself. Mm. So let's start with the first attack. The first reported attack took place in 1764. A young woman was tending to her livestock when she was attacked. The beast was driven away, however, by the cattle that she was uh, watching over. Okay. So the woman survives. Hmm. She testified the creature looked like a large wolf-like creature. Hmm. Not never. You never get a proper in any of these. Uh, you never get a proper how it looks. You just yeah. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so people believe this was a one-time event, but just a few days later, a 14-year-old girl was killed by the beast not far from the first attack. Hmm. All that was found was her torn-up dress and shoes. The body was never recovered. Ugh. All right. So throughout the rest of the year. There were many more attacks and many more deaths. Naturally, the villagers began to feel an overwhelming sense of fear when it came to what lurked in the wilderness just outside their homes. The people waged war on the local wolf population, killing uh, any and every wolf they could encounter. Ooh. But the attacks continued. And as public hysteria grew and stories of the brutal nature of the attacks came out, you know, because their throats were ripped out and often the beast left decapitated heads. Oh, wow. And it would actually attack the head first. So the heads were the things that were partially eaten first. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so people began believing it was a half man, half beast that was terrorizing them. Mm. Okay. Yeah. In January of 1765, a man named Jacques Portefeuille 
that's what hmm. we're gonna say. Okay. This is a tough name right here. I'll show it to you later. But so Jacques and several other men were attacked while out hunting. They managed to drive the beast away. So they they nobody died. Okay. This encounter uh, became popular and hit the news there. I guess this encounter came to the attention of King Louis the Fifteenth. And he awarded Jacques and his um, companions with several hundred of whatever the money that they used. I've got, I can't, I don't know how how to pronounce this. Uh But whatever money they used. And they also awarded Jacques with a free education. The king announces that he will personally see to it that the beast be hunted down and killed. Okay? Okay. The king sent two professional hunters. <laughs> That's funny. I will personally see to it that this is hunted. You two go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that sounds like that's exactly what happened. So the king sent two professional hunters to the region in February of 1765 to track down and kill the beast. After several months of hunting and hundreds of wolves killed, reports of attacks continued to happen. Wow. The king replaced the two hunters with his own lieutenant, Francois Antonien. So we're going to call him Frank, just Francois. Francois killed many wolves. And in the fall of 1765, he killed one very large wolf, weighing in at 130 pounds. Hmm. This was believed to be the beast. Okay. Francois returned to the king, where he was rewarded handsomely. Hmm. This wolf was stuffed and put on display in the royal court for all to see. However, just three months later, the attacks began once more. Oh, wow. The beast, it seemed, had returned to continue its bloody rampage and continued killing well into 17, or, yeah, 1767. Gee. And after a while, the locals decided to take matters into their own hands. Uh, a local farmer named Jean Chastel. I know that name's right. Okay. I got that one right. <laughs> and a party of 300 hunters. Wow. That seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. They were able to track down the beast and finally kill it. Oh. Jean Chastel himself was the one who is credited with fatally shooting it. Okay. So later, rumors would spread that Chastel had used a silver bullet to put down the beast, thus giving rise to the famous silver legend. Mm. Now, reports say they they found human remains in the stomach of the beast, and this is what kind of proved to them that this was the one they were looking for. Okay. Now... What was the beast? That is the question, and unfortunately, I do not have an answer for you. Are you serious? They didn't even say. No, well, nobody Why knew they back. Take it so back hold on, to the king, and stuff it. <laughs> There's no reports on what happened after they kill it. Huh. So this is the part where okay. things get things get weird. So all accounts differ, and uh, sources differ. It's all theories. Nobody knows exactly what it was. But most accounts say it was some sort of wolf, though they claim it to be much larger than a typical wolf. Okay. 
Uh, some historians even believe it was a wolf-dog hybrid. Hmm. Because there was um, at sightings of them. They exp- they tried they explained what it looked like, and it didn't match up to anything that anybody knew. Especially when you get it from several different people. Yeah. You know, like it had red red ears. It had red lips, and that's what people <laughs> claimed. Well, and you think, but a wolf dog hybrid wouldn't look much different than a wolf or a dog. No, no it probably wouldn't. All right. Anyway. So this is this one. This might be the most interesting thing. So according to a, and I remember watching this several years ago, according to a History Channel documentary called The Real Wolf Man, uh, they come to the conclusion that it was actually a hyena. Oh. Which kind of sounds believable in some ways. So not only do they have a whole story for this, the show itself should be, and so the show should be taken with a grain of salt. Uh-huh. It's similar to like a Megalodon documentary, you know, oh, nobody yeah. actually knows. They're just make sometimes they're just throwing things out there. Yeah. But they say that Jean Chastel had a hyena as a pet and trained the hyena to attack and kill these people. Oh my goodness. So Jean Chastel is the guy they're looking at. Mm. Uh, then when he was close to being discovered, he shot the hyena himself point blank with a silver bullet. Mm. And since he shot the beast, he would become a town hero. Yeah, okay. So it's an interesting angle, but not sure I buy it all the way. Yeah. You know, him having a trained hyena. Some yeah. of the hyena, the hyena part kind of makes sense in some ways. Uh, you want to learn more about hyenas? Check out episodes 13 and 14. Yeah. Yeah, they do go for the face. Yeah. And their bite is incredibly strong. It's incredibly strong. So part of the hyenas, I, maybe. I'm open to yeah. that. So also on the show, they talk about silver bullets. Okay. Uh-huh. So they say silver is too dense to be used effectively as a bullet. Hmm. Okay, I could buy okay. that. And the only way to actually kill something with a silver bullet is you have to be point blank. They actually did a test. They made a silver bullet and shot it out of a gun and it veered off and it wasn't accurate. Yeah. Well, back in the day, it probably would have been a ball. Yeah, like a it would have been a ball you know? back in the day, but still. Uh, those weren't accurate in the first place. No, yeah. But yeah, so the hyena theory is interesting. I, I remember watching yeah. this show t- a couple years ago and that, that was part of the interest in wanting to do this story. Because that hyena bit is, oh, I can kind of buy it. Yeah, yeah. But there's also uh, theories that the beast was a maneless lion that escaped a private zoo. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Since hyenas and lions come from too, yeah. Africa. But the, yeah, there's also, remember when we learned about hyenas, there's the striped hyena, yeah. which is still a good size. Yeah. Um, they weren't in Europe, but they were in the Middle East. So I would most likely say it would be a striped hyena involved with this. Yeah. But eh, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. It could be either of those. I mean, if you think about it at that time, they wouldn't have known what that stuff was. No, they that, they couldn't explain a hyena. Hey, it looks like a wolf. So that's, <laughs> that's all part. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, it looks kind of like a wolf, but they have really short hind legs. So maybe that's where they got the, it kind of looks like a person. Mm-hmm. And they got a really long muscular neck. So yeah. that might've thrown people off. That's so that's true, partly yeah. why I can buy the, the hyena part yeah. of this or for some people say the beast was actually a half man half wolf hybrid 
Okay. Sure. Uh, Honestly, my best guess is that it really was a wolf or several wolves because wolf attacks happened more frequently back then, especially in France. They were pretty big. It could have been one one whole pack, you know? Yeah, it could have been. Let's get rid of these humans. It could have been a wolf or several different wolves doing this. Uh, nobody really knows. Yeah. That's the part that gets you with all this mythology. And then whenever they do these documentaries, they never give you a specific answer yeah. and all that. Uh, but do you have any, do you have any other good theories, Dave? No. Well, be? yeah. Could, maybe they wanted to increase travel and tourism to the area. <laughs> so, have a beast. Oh, we're all dying. Well, actually the, the town now they have a museum dedicated to this story. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they have this big statue of um, a Jean and killing the the wolf monster. Oh, okay. And the wolf monster doesn't really look like a wolf, but yeah. okay. So that is the story of the Beast of Jevoudan. Nice, it's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I always like that story. And so that's going to kind of wrap up the episode, the Halloween special episode. I enjoyed this one, and I hope everyone else did too, and hope you learned some cool new things about werewolves. The thing I took the most out of is the three types of werewolves. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... Uh, let's let's move on a little bit. I've I've kind of mapped out some of our next few episodes. Okay. Next week, we will have our third edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Okay. uh, that's where we go over several recent stories in the last two months. These are always good episodes, so be sure to tune in to the in, into that next week. Yeah. And then after that, we are going to do an episode on a man named Jim Corbett. He was a hunter of man-eating tigers and leopards, and I am super pumped to talk about this one because I ordered. I ordered. I've been reading his book right now. Okay. And this is another one of the influences and in why I started this podcast is there are these man eaters. But I wanted to wait a few episodes until we got at least decent at doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, thank you to all our listeners. If you do like us, show us by going to iTunes or, or our social media or anything else. Give us five stars. Say something nice. Make Dave and I feel good about ourselves. We don't have any. We don't have any shout outs this week, but that's fine. If you leave us a review, we will give you a shout-out, okay? Remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, or maybe you came across a cool animal article in yourself and you feel the need to send it to us, please do. Or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, I still need to do Instagram. Oh. <laughs> um... We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. So help us get to 2,000 hits, hopefully by next week. That'd be really cool. Um, Also, check out the Sports Project uh, podcast with our good friend Breck Snyder. If you enjoy sports, I think their next episode episode should be out pretty soon. Yeah, check them out. Uh, Anything to add, Dave? No, that sounds good. All right, well, happy Halloween. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building this up, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.